Hello San Pedro Podcast, episode 20. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hello St. Pedro podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. I want to make this intro as quick as possible because today on the show we have none other than the Chody Man himself, Umberto Regoza, and his business partner, Mandy Barton, um, on the show telling me the entire story of how the Chody Man came to be and how he ended up here in San Pedro. Um, also, really fun fact, um, he also made an announcement earlier this week and that was, of course, after the recording of this episode. But he made an announcement that he is running for honorary mayor. Um, this is really exciting news. They have told me that they're very happy to be raising money for San Pedro Meals on Wheels and Green Girl Farms. So anyway, without any further ado, I bring you the Chody Man and his business partner, Mandy Barton. All right, so today on the show, I have Umberto Regoza, who you may know as the Chori Man, and also his business partner, Mandy Barton. Thank you guys so much for coming thank in today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us today. This was like a last minute slot. I feel really lucky that I was able to get you guys in here. Um, thank you. I want to talk about all things Chori, so. <laughs> right on. Uh, first of all, I want to mention that I was going, you know, through these, uh, through these articles, and I, LA Magazine called you... Your chorizo, some of LA's best chorizo, and that was last year. LA Eater said that you are LA's best underground chorizo maker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so underground anymore. Right. I, I was right. nominated. Yeah. That was in 2017. Yeah, and in 2014, LA Weekly nominated me as the best, the best secret chorizo. Secret chorizo of LA, and that was the first article that ever came about that's awesome and then this morning i saw the link that you posted you were uh you were best hangover food in yeah. la i can totally agree that's with that. why i was a hit at the breweries when i was doing the breweries Definitely. you know and everybody liked the food i remember going to the brewery and getting uh chorizo yeah, yeah we got the chorizo tacos and my cousin and her husband like loved you yeah, yeah. Well, they were great. early you know brewery goers so that's awesome yeah now everybody goes to the especially yeah. all of us with kids. Yeah. I don't know how many times we've mentioned it in this podcast, but everybody loves that place. Mm, it's a good space. Yeah, good outdoor open. space, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's start with your story, sure. if you will. Um, yeah. You know, growing up and everything, and uh, then afterwards let's get into the business stuff sure. and how Mandy came along. <laughs> um, so what got you started with Chorizo? Um, well, it was just a... I was going to school. Uh, I was gonna. I was trying to get into the nursing field, mm -hmm. and I tell this to everybody, all my customers, anybody that meets me, it's like I got tired of eating beans and lentils every day. You know, when you're going to school and working and trying to, and you're living on your own and trying to manage all that, there's not. You know, it's slim pickings. You, you know, you get, you eat, you survive, yeah. whatever way you want, whatever way you can. Mm -hmm. So um, around 2012, I had taken a trip up to Mexico to see my family, and uh, already when I went out there, I was already thinking of another career path. I just didn't know what it was, you know. And I, when I went out there, I spent some time in the butcher shops with my uncles and the restaurants with my my aunts and stuff like that. And when I came back, I was like, you know what? I had already taken that semester off in 2012, and uh, the fall semester. And uh, 2013 came around. I was like, I think I'm gonna take another semester off. But the inception of the chorizo had already started at the start of the year uh, because I was when I was in school um, I would eat you know beans every day and I'd make them every every which way I could I'd make them different mm -hmm. and I worked at a medical clinic or a, a low income clinic uh, as a medical assistant and the nurses would make fun of me they're like yo you're gonna turn into a a bean from eating so many beans and I'm like maybe it's all I can afford so it's mm -hmm. all right so one day one of the nurses tries. She's asked me, she's like, hey, let me try some of those beans that you eat so much. I'm like, all right, cool. So I I gave her some beans, and then towards the end of my career at the clinic, I was selling 
little deli, 16 ounce deli containers of beans to the nurses and the doctors because they liked them so much. Wow. So, and then they would trade with me. I got cheese. Would you like some cheese? I'll trade you cheese for beans. I'm okay, like, sure. What, what was so special about your beans? My dad would give me chorizo. Well, every time he would see me, mm-hmm. it was every couple months or whatever, he'd bring some, down some chorizo and uh, I'd save it in the freezer. And then my dad's beans and my mom's beans is fried chorizo with mm. beans and onions and stuff like that. So you could eat that all day, every day, oh, yeah. you know, with a tortilla and some cheese, you're good. My husband's like, I can live off beans. Yeah. He's like very much like, I yeah. can eat beans all day. Yeah, <laughs> beans are good. Yeah, and so and um, and so that had that happened that uh, as I was a student and uh, in thir- 2013 when I when I was about to either go into another semester or wait it out. I waited it out and, you know, I came home one day from school and I was like, you know, I don't think this is for me. I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. So I called my dad. I was like, yo, can I get the chorizo recipe? He's like, yeah, you're going to have a, you know, a barbecue? I'm like, nope, I'm going to become a chorizo person or tr- the chorizo man. And he's like, what? What does that entail? I'm like, I'm going to sell chorizo. I'm going to do it like you did. I'm going to make chorizo out of the house. Mm-hmm. Set it on the streets and then hopefully be able to get into the wholesale game. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. I'll give you the recipe, but I, re- I suggest you stay in school or, or go, you know, do something else that you know how to do. Not that I didn't know how to do chorizo because growing up to make ends meet, my parents were immigrants, you know. They came in uh, to California in the late 70s mm-hmm. and it was hard to get work for my dad, you know, and uh, my mom. So one of the things he knew best was butchering. That's, you know, all the whole family's in either they're in the cattle business or they're in the butcher shops. And um, he started making chorizo and he did the same thing. I took his model and I just blew it up. Uh, He started making chorizo with my mom at home and then he would go walk the streets selling chorizo, right? Mm -hmm. After a while, after years of doing that, people knew Saturdays and Sundays, you go to the Regosa's house and they have um, fresh, fresh chorizo and then later on it was like menudo and birria and stuff like that mm-hmm. but mainly chorizo was like mm-hmm. that's what he was known for mm-hmm. so over the years on on the weekends you know all these years i was helping either clean chiles uh grind spices you know all that mix meat and cut meat and all that but over the years you know i being a kid growing up you're like Man, i don't want to do this anymore you know it was a chore but i knew how to do this you know and so when it came when it was time to do a business i was like i'm gonna do the chorizo because ha- when i went to mexico i had talked to all my uncles and they were all doing chorizo mm-hmm. in the shops normally you know yeah. same recipe different flavor because it gets ch- changed a little bit mm-hmm. but um so when i came back i'm like i'm gonna do my dad's chorizo you mm-hmm. know and that's where it started. So I came home one day, I got the recipe from him. I sold everything I owned, everything. Wow. Everything I could get a dollar for, everything that didn't belong in my apartment, I threw out whatever I couldn't and I donated. So, so it you went, did like the KonMari thing before it was the thing. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. tidying up and getting rid of everything. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I <laughs> spring cleaned to the max. I yeah. got rid of, rid of everything. And um, so I was left with a one bedroom apartment with no furniture, no nothing, nothing, bare bones. And I had $3,000, right? $3,000 and that was my, my startup, mm-hmm. you know? I bought the meat grinder, I bought the first 50 pounds of meat and the first uh, amount of seasonings for that. Yeah. And I started with that, you know, I would go to my mom and dad's house all the way to Riverside to make it. Wow. Because I needed to get trained again, yeah. and I would. And my dad in the evenings when he'd come home from work, I'd be waiting for him with the, everything ready, and he's like, "Okay." So now you, you know, he'd go through step to step. Not that I didn't know, I just needed to relearn everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so since he worked full time and my mom was working part time, my dad gave my mom the chores like, "Yo, you need to make sure he's making it the way we make it." So how about you go down to his apartment now and you. You watch them, you help them. Mm-hmm. So my mom, for the first six months of the chorizo operation, she was like staying up all night with me. We'd stay up all night making chorizo. Uh-huh. And then I'd go to work, she would go to work and you know, she'd go back to Riverside. Mm-hmm. And I would go, I would, uh, I'd go to work, at the time I was working at Delray Deli in, in Marina Del Rey. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would go to work from like eight o'clock in the morning to two o'clock. I'd get to my house at three. The chorizo, I would leave it hanging you know, uh, in my apartment, so that would it would it would get the nice fresh air, and you know everything would penetrate and mm-hmm. cure. Mm-hmm. We call it curing. So I'd come home, I'd bring it down from the racks, 
I'd cut it, weigh it, bag it, and then I'd walk the streets. I did wow. that for, I think I did that for a good a year and a half, two mm-hmm. years almost. And in that time, nobody knew me. Nobody, people thought I was crazy. I was walking around with a cooler, you know, <laughs> trying to sell chorizo. And when I would stop, and I would stop anybody. Like anybody, the tamale guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. I was the tamale guy. I was the chorizo version of the tamale. Yeah. Yeah. You're the trading man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started, and, and you know, and when I first started, my whole goal was to be in the wholesome market. Right? Mm-hmm. I knew that's where I want to be. That's where I want. I want people to try this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I could get this restaurants to buy for me, that was that w- if I could get one restaurant to buy for me, that was it. That would reassure me that I could do it. And guess mm-hmm. what? A year in, while working at Delray Deli with a chef, um, this gentleman calls me and. He's like, hey, my name's so-and-so. I work with your chef. He says, you you make chorizo. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I work at the Federal Bar in North Hollywood, and oh, I work wow. with the one in Long Beach. Uh, how, how do I do this? How do I buy chorizo from you? I'm like, well, do you need samples? You know, at the time, I was like, do you need samples? You've never tried this stuff, yeah. right? He's like, no, just bring me 100 pounds for the North Hollywood location and 100 pounds for the Long Beach location. At that time, I was bare bones. I was cutting everything by hand, grinding everything by hand, tying everything by hand. I was doing everything by hand. But he, he then he asked me, he's like, so when can you deliver? And I was like, tomorrow. Like the, the first thing that came out of my, my head was tomorrow. I didn't even know how I was gonna do it. Yeah. I didn't have the meat. Yep. I didn't have the, you know, nothing. I love it. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I'm gonna stay up all night to do this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, cool, I'll see you here, you know, so at this time, I'll be here, done. So that day, it was around noon, right? I, I turned around and looked at my boss, I'm like, yo, I gotta go. And he's like, what do you mean you gotta go? It's in the middle of lunch. And I was like, dude, I gotta go. I got my first big uh, account, you know? This is, this is where it sets me apart from everybody else. And he's like, okay, whatever, go, you know? And they were really supportive through this whole time. That's you know? amazing. The, the, man, the owners of Delray Deli and the, and the, and the chef that was there, um, they were very supportive mm-hmm. when they saw me when they when I was coming in with chorizo samples Not because I wanted to sell it to them. It's because I was having so much left over when I was practicing You know, I was like here you run this run this in your in your breakfast sandwich or whatever And then after a while the owner and the chef were like, where are you getting all this right? They didn't know I hadn't said anything. I was working quietly because I was working out of my house and So I, was, I finally told them like, you know, I I'm a chorizo maker. I make chorizo and I sell, I'm trying to sell to the restaurants. And after that, they were like super supportive. supportive. They couldn't believe it that I was walking, I was coming out of the restaurant from working, you know, a seven, five, six hour shift and then going and walking the streets for another four or five hours, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as I got that account, he understood. He's like, go do what you got to do, man. Let's see what, where this takes you. Yeah. You know, they were just as intrigued as, as anybody else because they're like, this, this guy is crazy. He's going for it. And so at the time, uh, I, when I started with the federal bars, I'm not afraid to say it now. I could care less. <laughs> it was illegal as hell. It was, I call it the, a clandestine operation, right? Mm-hmm. It was underground to the max, right? Mm-hmm. But you gotta do what you gotta do. And I did what I had to do yeah. to get started. I feel like a lot of businesses kind of start out that way. Well, everybody right? starts in their garage or something yeah. like that. And, and the Del Rey support really allowed him to come out of the, the garage essentially mm-hmm. and go legit because mm-hmm. that's where it all starts. You know, they give him the shared kitchen. They yeah. sign off on his permit. Yeah. Now he's a permitted operation. Now he's legitimate. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they open yeah. their doors. Yeah. That's, that's one where they help me grow. Exactly. It's like after a while, they're like, Yo, we'll lend you. How about you give us chorizo for a brunch special mm-hmm. or brunch menu on Sundays, and uh, you use our kitchen? Wow! I was like, I'm, I'm all for it. That's you know? awesome. And then my apartment turned into the staging area. I had spice racks, four or five freezers inside on one wall, spice racks on the other, curing racks on another, a long stainless steel table, and a fridge. Oh my goodness! There was nothing else. Everything yeah. was staged out of my apartment. That was like That's that hilarious. was home base for the tournament. <laughs> and then Delray Deli is where I would process everything. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't, you know, I was just living in the pantry, working in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then so I'd go back and forth. I'd go process, make stuff, bring everything bagged, sealed, bring it to my freezers. 
and then I had like a whole system, you know, people would order, I'd have one pound bags of red chorizo, one pound bag or five pound bags of red chorizo for the restaurants and mm -hmm. I had, you know, everything divided. Yeah, so it was pretty, I wish I had pictures. Uh, I used to take pictures of all my, my apartment operation uh -huh. and um, the very few people, nobody ever went in there, it was just me, but the very few people that went in there like, oh, it's like a little meat market in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had customers from uh, when I was working at the deli, you know, a lot of them, Really nice people. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll never forget. There was a police officers that would always go, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh my God, you're the guy that makes the chorizo." When they found out, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. Is it one of them? One of the gentlemen? His parents are from the area that my parents are from, and he's like, "Oh, that's so cool that you're you're keeping a tradition going." I'm like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's fun, you know." Yeah. And one day he's like, "Can I buy buy chorizo from you?" I'm like, "Whenever you want." I gave him my card. I had I made some cards. I'm like, "Whenever you want." You call me whenever I will deliver and what set me apart from everything and, and how I grew uh, was because I you know I was doing everything other than walking the street after walking the streets I did that for a year and a half or two and um, after a while I was like I'm gonna do house calls man so now everybody that wanted to buy some instead of you know having to meet them somewhere I'm like yo I'll take it to your house yeah and then right there people were calling Yo, can you do you deliver to Manchester? Do you deliver to downtown? Do you wow. do? I was like, I'll do it. Where, where, where are you? I'll go. Uh -huh. You know, and I would go. And when was this? What year? This was 2013 and 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, I was doing house calls, and so one day, a police officer calls me. Hey, this is so and so police officer. You remember me? I'm like, Yeah, I do. He said, Where do you live? I'm like, I live in Core City. He's like, Oh, I work in the Venice station. I'm like, Cool, come down. So my neighbors knew my operation, like they knew what I was doing. They were really cool. Everybody was really supportive. Um, my neighbors bought chorizo for me. So mm -hmm. one day he shows up in the cop car, parks right on the driveway. My apartment is right on the street. Parks in the driveway, gets out with his partner. And I see him come in. So I open the door, I'm like, come on in you guys. As they walk in, they're like looking around like if they're in some different dimension because they couldn't <laughs> believe what they were saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I had freezers, big freezers in my apartment. So I opened, he said it was going to be for his birthday. So I opened two of the freezers and I'm like, yo, pick whatever you want and I'll hook you up. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, whatever you want, take whatever you want. And from then on, every time something like that, it was pretty cool and unique. But those little things set me a step above every time, you know, just trying to get my product out there to people, you know? Right. Tell her the Farley story. Yeah, and so same thing, 2014, uh -huh. 2013, you know, entering 2014, I was walking the street, right? I get a call from this gentleman, Chris... Uh, Farley Elliott. Farley Elliott. Mm -hmm. He was working at Elliott Weekly at the time. I didn't know who he was, right? So I was walking the streets and he calls me and said, hey, so I just went to Delray Deli to write a story. My name is Farley. I'm like, yeah. He's like, your chef says that you make very good sausage. I'm like, no, I made chorizo. And he's like, okay, <laughs> chorizo. Uh, he said, where do I buy it? Where can I get it? He said, I could buy it directly from you. And I was like, well, I'm walking on Overland in Venice. If you meet me in 20 minutes at the park over at Culver, on Culver in Venice, or Culver in uh, Overland, uh, you could get chorizo. But if you don't show up in 20 minutes, I'm gonna keep walking, dude, because I got a cooler full of chorizo and I gotta sell it. Yeah. He's like, no, I'll be there. So we wow. turn and hangs up. He goes over there and he, as soon as I walk up to him, he's like, dude, I feel like this is a drug deal. I'm like, no, this is a chorizo deal. Here's your chorizo. Give me my money. Here's my card. Call me whenever you need anything. Right? I was going to say, I was like, this was is like you're like a dealer. Yeah. 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 And so that was that. Never heard from him again. Right. I didn't know who he was. Nothing. I never asked her most of the time. I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So that was it. Um, and then months later, I get a call and he's like, hey, you remember me? You sold chorizo to me at the park. I'm like, yeah, I remember you. He said, go, LA Weekly, their office was like half a mile down from my house. I live right there in downtown Culver City. Mm -hmm. And so I walked, he's like, go to LA Weekly, there's a little stand outside and you could get a free magazine and see what I wrote on, on you. I'm like, what? That's awesome. So I walk over there, I was selling trees and I was like, I walk over there and I grab the magazine and he's like, he voted me as the best secret trees of LA. That is awesome. That's when like, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Somebody actually acknowledged that I'm pretty good at what I do, uh -huh. you know? And that was like awesome. So did you start blowing up after that? No. So in 2014, because it's not like they put your personal number in. The, no, no, yeah. they didn't. No. So that was just mm -hmm. it was just a taste of what was to come. Because in 2014, I continued to work 
and I was doing a lot of events towards the end of the year with chef. I call them friends now because they would call me and say, hey, Humberto, are you working this weekend? Because we need help at this event, like Tacolandia, Taco Festival and all that. Mm -hmm. So before I, w I started going with the Chori Man, my company, the Chori Man, I was going with these guys mm -hmm. and helping them, these famous restaurants, all these great restaurants, right? So I, was, I told them, the deal is, I'll go help you cook, warm tortillas, whatever you guys want me to do. But three hours before the event's over, I need to, I need to go because I would bring a cooler full of uh, chorizo or a backpack full of chorizo. And as soon as I was done, I'd go to the, all the restaurants that were at those festivals and be like, yo, this is my name. My name's Humberto. This is my product. If you ever need chorizo, let me know. Wow. But then, so so that happens. And then I get invite, invited to Tacolandia 2014. And I was like super stoked because I was like, holy cow, what is this? You know, I didn't even know. But I was like, they emailed me or somehow they got a hold of me and they're like, would you like to be a part of it? I'm like, sure. So all this time I was just making and selling the red trees of my family recipe. That's the original one and that's the top seller even to this day. That's the one that's opened the doors to everything. Mm -hmm. And I decided to, I was working for months, I was working on a green chorizo recipe, a southern Mexican chorizo mm -hmm. for months. And then I, so this came about and I was like, this is where I'm going to debut it. You know, it's 2014, nobody knew who I was. So yeah, because I've never heard of green chorizo. Yeah. Before. So you're saying it's a southern. Mexican? It's a southern Mexican chorizo. You only find it in Toluca. It's okay. way south, you know. Wow. And uh, I debut it mm -hmm. there. I didn't bring the red. I just brought the green, and people were like, "Green chorizo? What do you mean green yeah. chorizo?" That was like a wow factor. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't think anybody paid attention. You know, I thought it was just a show. You know, so you know that that that, that stopped, and I continued go. You know, that ended and I, I continued to go with my chef friends uh, to help them out and pass out chorizo. That was all 2014. I was still on the street, rough bones in it, bones in it and the, the federal bars were ordering 100 pounds a shot. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was selling 100 pounds of chorizo in, in March of 24, March uh, or February of 2015, when that started, I had sold my first thousand pounds out of my my house. Oh my god! My house. <laughs> did you have anybody helping you? No, with, like, it was all one solo operation. Wow. I did all the sales. I did all the chorizo making, and I did all the packaging. Wow. And and all the delivery. I did, it was a one man show for four and a half years. Were you still eating beans? <laughs> I was eating chorizo and yeah. beans. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and so that happened all 2014, and in 2015 was where it started getting good, you know? Mm -hmm. Still a little quiet, still, I was moving chorizo, not a lot, but it was good, it was getting good. Uh, 2015 comes around, and that's when I made the decision, okay, this year, I'm gonna try to be the chore man, and I'm gonna try to get into events. Mm -hmm. That's when I started asking, what, what kind of events is there, and this and that. So 20, towards the end of 20, you know, all of 2015, a lot of, you know, I got a lot of opportunities to, to go to these other shows, it's still with other people and not on my own. Mm -hmm. And I went to an event, excuse me, I went to an event, it was called Art, Artisan LA, Artisanal LA, mm -hmm. with the Delray Deli, they were invited to this. And obviously, you know, as one of their line cooks, they chose me to go and sample their, their product. I'm like, and I told the owner too the same thing. I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do, man? I gotta get cut off so I can go yeah. promote. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Just make sure you take care of the stand and then you go do whatever you gotta do. So that day, I, th I think it was in the summer, I I had I was working on dry cured chorizo at the time. Mm -hmm. It was just a project I was doing. And so I took all that and I sliced it up, bagged it in little baggies, and then I went around to see who would be, you know, willing to try it or whatever. So I handed up a bunch of it, uh, a bunch of that out. So that's where San Pedro comes into play. Yeah, you know what? This is a good time for a break because I want to spend the whole yeah. next half talking about how you came to Pedro yeah. and why you picked this place. Yeah. I'm so excited. Hey guys, can we talk about Badfish real quick? Uh, so not only are they the coolest and most Pedro iconic clothing brand in town, but I know I've personally bought several shirts, hoodies, and hats for my husband, my brother, and myself. I'm very proud to have them as a sponsor, and I can't wait to keep you posted on their latest deals. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at Badfish Clothing and visit them online at badfishclothing.com. So 
how did San Pedro come into play? <laughs> so San Pedro came to play because out of the Artisanal LA event that I did, once I handed samples out, a, a young lady approached me and she's like, this is your product? I had given her some and she came back around, she had opened it and tried it. She's like, I'm like, yeah, that's, I make it all. She's like, can you make food with it? I'm like, I can. She's like, well, can you do tacos or something? I'm like, yeah, I can do tacos. She said, would you be willing to come down to my, my dad? We have a space down in San Pedro. And at the time, I didn't know where San Pedro was. I knew where it was, but I didn't know San Pedro. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a big uh, artist, you know, we have a big artist mall and stuff like that. So she kind of explained what it was. And I'm she was like, talking about Crafted. Crafted. Uh-huh. Back in 2015. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Sure, why not? I, didn't, I wasn't expecting anything out of it. And then this was like in the summer, and so in October she calls me. She's like, hey, you remember me? I, I met you at the show. I'm like, yeah, I remember you. She's like, well, we're having a big holiday thing, and we were wondering if you would come and sell tacos. I'm like, sure. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't even have anything to make these tacos. Like, I didn't have a grill. I didn't have no way of doing oh, it. Oh, yeah, you don't have the comal. Nothing, you nothing. didn't have, yeah, because you've been just selling the sausage, yeah, like, uncooked and ready to go. Wow. So always say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've never said no to yeah. anything, and that was my motto: never say no. Yeah. I'll figure it out as I go. That's a hustle right there. Yep. And uh, so I said yes that night. She's like, "Okay, great. Uh, we'll expect you at this time, this time." So at the time, one of the chefs at the, uh, at the Federal Bar, my friend Victor. Now he's uh, the burger shop. He's doing what I how I started. Very cool. And uh, I called him. I'm like, you know, Victor, I heard you. You used to do hot dogs on the street and this and that. And he's like, yeah. He's like, what do you need? I'm like, I don't. Have, I need a griddle. I need some coolers. I need a warmer. And yeah, that's what I need. And he's like, cool. I got it. I'll lend it to you. So I drove that night from LA all the way to Bellflower, around that old place. Picked up everything, and. I came down in October, I made tacos, and it was pretty cool, you know, it's for all the artists, artisans and artists that, that were there. And at the end of December, she calls me again, she's like, hey, we're having a super huge event in January, would you be willing to come? And I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll come. What does it entail? And she's like, you have to be here Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so three days. And I'm like, yeah, no problem, I'll, I'll do it. And that day I walked into work and I told my boss, I'm like, and I, I told him and I was like, hey, so I'm quitting today. <laughs> Today's my last day. Today's my last day. I'm going to go on my own. And he's like, really? You're going to go full on chorizo? I'm like, yeah, I think I could do it. He's like, well, you, the deli's always open whenever you want to come back. Wow. And I I'm really like, like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. they were really really cool and he's like yeah Humberto whatever you need the deli's still yours you can still manufacture out of here don't ever you know don't ever feel like you can't come back I'm like cool damn that was like a big rush because I'm like cool I, at least I have the deli to back me up where I can mm -hmm. come back if that doesn't work out but I went over there picked up everything and so that's where I started telling the red chorizo the green chorizo taco and the bur the burrito that we're known for mm -hmm. that was the inception of all that that's when I knew, I was like, okay, this is the way I can get people to try it and sell them chorizo. Mm -hmm. I always carried food and then chorizo, mm -hmm. right? The brewery was open at that point? No, the no. brewery okay. was already, it was being built. <clears throat> right. It was in the process. And the, you know, I was blessed that I wasn't making any money. I only had the, the customers that were, my customers were the people, the artisans that were inside of Crafted, which I think a lot because they, they've supported me a lot. They, they believe in my product, you know, mm -hmm. they would sit there and talk to me. Like I talk to all my customers when they come into the shop, Yeah. they would sit there and talk to me and ask me, what's the vision? What's the goal? And I would tell them, I'm like, I'm selling, I'm a wholesaler and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But they kept me, that talking to them was like a motivation to keep going because every time I would say it, mm -hmm. it became a reality and more and more and more and more. Um, so I stayed there until August, I, I, you know, I was, I was being offered a far, my first farmer's market spend, right? Oh, wow. I was trying to get into the like the Santa Monica, the Culver Cities, the, the Wilshire areas for the, the farmer's markets and I couldn't get in because I had no, when they would look at my format, they would be like, nah, this guy, whatever, right? So I was offered my first farmer's market gig and I was so excited. Was the, that in downtown LA? In downtown LA yeah, at the, the flower, flower district, district where yeah. everybody knows of me, you know? Right. That's where, 
That's where the Troy Man started to really come to life right That's there. Awesome. And and at that time there was restaurants calling me. And now they were slowly calling me, like, hey, you know, my friend works at this restaurant, you sell you sell chorizo. I'm like, yeah. So then I leave crafted for the farmer's market stand in twenty in twenty fifteen in August, and then the next cool thing happened. Every month I was going by at the farmer's market, I was selling. I had lines. People were coming from That's Pasadena, awesome. Santa Barbara, Riverside, you know, everywhere from all over to come and have burritos, tacos, mm -hmm. and buy chorizo. They would call me from Bakersfield. Hey, we're coming down. Save 20 pounds. For oh, my you. gosh. Yeah. From Bakersfield, they make the Bakersfield. Drive? Wow. From Bakersfield, from Santa Barbara, they would mm -hmm. call me. Hey, don't. can you set 10 pounds aside? I'll pay you over the phone if you want. I'm like, no, just get here. I'll set them aside. You know, because if I didn't sell them, it was okay. I yeah. would sell it to an extra. Well, did that popularity come from like the 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 magazines or no, word of mouth? Word of mouth. Word right? of mouth. Because the magazines and everything that I got featured on didn't start happening until 2016. Yeah. The real from, stuff. From what I saw, it was like right. Yeah, the momentum starts to pick up in 2016, and then once we're in the shop, we really explode. Yeah. 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 So 2016, that was coming to an end with 2015, right mm -hmm. there, and so. Right around that time is when I got nominated as the best breakfast burrito of 2016. I got nominated three times. I got featured as having one of the top 10 tacos uh, in one of these uh, eater, I think, and two of the restaurants uh -huh. carried my product. And I still beat him with my talk. Like, wow. Uh, yeah, he's on the list, and then two of the wholesale customers are also on the list, but he's higher on the yeah. list. That's awesome. crazy. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. when I started, you know, that's when everything started happening. That should make them only feel better that they're yeah. getting their meat from the best or decent. It is. Yeah. And we do, I mean, he the taco he started with, the taco that we still do, is a very simple taco. It's uh -huh. just chorizo, pickled onions, and, and cheese. cheese. I remember because I would get it at Crowdy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same thing. <laughs> it's that hasn't a, changed. You know, low price, entry level, try the chorizo. You know, yeah. you'll never you'll never go back mm -hmm. yeah and uh, so now 2016 Maddie was when I so yeah how'd you guys meet well I 2016 mm -hmm. Maddie was a kiss it would come around when I was in crafted she mm -hmm. came a couple of weekends you know she, that was her stop for breakfast you're a Pedro gal yeah I live in Pedro yeah. and then 2015 I discovered him at crafted you know when he was standing there waiting for customers to show up mm -hmm. and I'd never eaten chorizo before ever and my did you know what chorizo was Vaguely, you know, it wasn't really I on my radar. I knew it was like, you know, weird food, yeah. you know. When I say that's my favorite breakfast, you know, because growing up, waking up on a Saturday morning to chorizo is yeah. the best. A lot of my friends were like, what's chorizo, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up in L.A. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm a third generation Angelino, And, you know, the Mexican culture is part of my culture, too, because I'm from Los Angeles. Right, you know, right. we're all in the largest Mexican city outside of Mexico. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, and, you know, he... He was there and it looked really good. My mom was there. It's like, okay, let's try it. And then it became my Sunday ritual. I'd go to the farmer's market and I'd go to the chore man. Mm -hmm. And I would get my, you know, my greens and I'd get my chorizo. And I started buying, you know, by the pound and always had it in the fridge. Mm -hmm. And I'd turn it on to people. And Would you make it with eggs? Um, no, I actually, I would have it with eggs with him. But I started kind of getting creative. Like, I love the green chorizo with spinach and leeks. Ooh, and okay. I would start making different hashes and uh -huh. different things with it. And buying it and reselling it to other people. Yeah. And always, anytime I had a friend come into town. My best friend and I started hanging out there every time she was in town. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so that's how we became friends because she started making cheese and then I was telling her she would bring me I make cheese. She would yeah. make, uh, bring cheese that, for me to try uh -huh. and I was like yo, you know this cheese tastes a lot like the Mexican cheese that I grew up on. My dad would bring truckloads of it and we'd freeze it all year and that's what we ate. Mm -hmm. And I was like you're doing a good job because this is what this it, real cheese yeah. tastes like. Uh -huh. And so that's how Mandy comes into the picture. We, you know, we became, built a report and friends and start talking about business but 2016 when all this in January when I was picking up steam Mandy I had kind of mentioned to Mandy I'm like you know I'm gonna need help booking events and so around that time she kind of was like okay cool she was you know she ever she always offered if you ever need an invested partner or whatever let me know I'm willing to join the brewery calls me Right around that time. Mm -hmm. This is January. That started January. The brewery calls me. It's the own, one of the owners. And he's like, hey, I promised you. Because he promised me a spot a year before they even opened. Because he probably saw you at Crafted well, they when would, they were checking out the place. Hit 
The gentleman's, him and his family were religiously supporters of the Troy Man, Saturdays or Sundays, every day that I was there, every weekend that I was there. Mm -hmm. And he was really cool. They really supported me. And that's why he had promised me a spot. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, I think you, you'll do well. And I'm like, thank you. So he calls me and he's like, hey, he's like, I was wondering if you'd be willing to come back. I'll give you Sundays. You'll be the main staple. We'll rotate trucks, but you'll be the Troy Man every Sunday. And I took the opportunity and I was like, yes, I'll come back. I'll come back to the to this to to crap to the brewery. Mm -hmm. This time it was outside the brewery, and that's when I was like, I came back. I didn't know what people knew about me because it was so quiet when I was here in 2015. But when I came back, I had a bunch of followers that I didn't even know, and people were like, "Yo, are you the guy that used to sell the tacos outside Crafted? We have never tried your stuff, but we hear a lot about you." I'm mm -hmm. like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah." And that was it. It was a, I was an instant, I gotta say it was an instant hit. Yeah. You know, I would have customers no matter what day. Mm -hmm. Most of the customers at the end of my run over there weren't even coming to have beer. They were coming to have food, hang out real quick, and then jam. Mm -hmm. Or pick up chorizo and then go, mm -hmm. right? And so right around that time, I, quit, I caught on to it and I was like, I'm gonna go hit up all the breweries. And I started with all the breweries in LA that I could. Wow. Hey, I have tacos, I do this. A lot of them didn't care, mm -hmm. but then, that this brewery started the people that worked in it started talking to other breweries and then they started coming they're like hey we got a brewery do you, are you available on thursdays yeah and when i would show up they'd come to the tent and be like hey can i get a carne salad taco or a, a chicken or uh al yeah. pastor okay yeah and they didn't get it yeah and, and i'm like no, no i have none of that you get either red chorizo green chorizo taco or a burrito and it's a breakfast burrito they're like ah scratch that they go back inside wow but that one, one person would come in and they're like, what do you got? And I'm like, I got this and I got that. And they would buy a set of tacos, a red and a green, and a burrito. Mm -hmm. That was, that's all it took when everybody would be out on standing in line. I want what that guy had. Yeah. I want what that guy had. And that was it. And then Mandy, there was a point where I told Mandy, I was like, Mandy, start, you got to help me. Can you help me? Uh, start booking book everything you can any event I will do and at this time I was still doing everything You're like, by I myself don't need to sleep. Yeah. well I was running yeah I uh, you know I when I tell people you know I was working 14 15 hour days every day for four and a half years I didn't stop mm -hmm. you know sleep wake up at 4 30 and start my day 4 4 30 to start my day but when she started booking me it was it was serious like it was game on like I it was it was a it was the time where I had a feeling where I was selling a lot more product and I was moving myself in a lot of different locations and and, and it was working because mm -hmm. now Angelinos would call me and say hey where are you set up today I'm like well I'm over here at this brewery okay cool do you have chorizo I'm like yeah okay that's all we want we'll, we'll be there in a few minutes so were you managing like your social media and letting people everything know? by myself wow everything by myself. Everything. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's really where I first got involved as I started doing the graphic every week of where he'd be. And yeah. then I'd send it to him and say, okay, go ahead and post this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because now, I mean, social media, at this point, social media was like the ultimate word. That was, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so we, I wanted to help him make sure that his Instagram followers knew where to find him. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. that's that's really where I stepped in yeah. and started. Amen. So that's how it's, it continued. And then... Um, I start. I continued to work all through 2016, and then 2017 was my last. I I was already really tired. I knew I couldn't do a full year, but I was gonna go for it. I told myself either we make it or we break it. If I have to, because I had talked, had a conversation with my dad that towards the end of the year, and I was telling him, you know, I'm really really tired. He's like, oh, that's normal. You've worked, <laughs> that, you know, you've worked hard. I, you know, since I was a kid, I was in construction with him and. So you've always you you should be used to this. I'm like this is different, man. The, yeah. the tire it just drives you crazy. Yeah, I had hurt my back, my shoulder, and uh, I remember telling Mandy at the start of the year, I'm like, go ahead, book me for everything you got, anything you can find, little parties, big parties, private events, big events, small events, whatever you got, whatever you can find, book it. I want to be busy seven days a week. With and I was making. Oh I my was, gosh. And I was and and coming in, it was like a blessing, and, and at the same time, it was like my body was already telling me you gotta stop yeah. because when I came in in 2017 it was an explosion of people calling emailing they're like yo can we have you here can we have you here can we have you here I was busy it was my best year 
to be out of a tent because mm -hmm. it, I was busy seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And that's not just selling food. That's not just selling, just setting up. I had to make all yeah, this. Yeah, you had yeah. to actually make the product to I had sell. to make all this. That's yeah. insane. I was making all that. I was probably making an easy, 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 easy 400 to 500 pounds a week. Oh my God. Easy, easy. And that- On top of- Right, just you know, wholesale, retail. Yeah, yeah. No, that was different. That was separate. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah because they're 200 and no, 200, 200 150, yeah. you know, this, that, that. Wow. And, you know. You're crazy. Yeah. Then Mandy came on full time well, in, I think the, in yeah, February, March. Yeah, I think the event that really solidified the I want to be your partner and, you know, let's do this is I. I'm not exactly sure how I did it, but I got us into the LA Times Food Bowl. <gasps> no. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you do that? Well, I <clears throat> I found it, I heard about it, I just took the onslaught of press and I just I kept on her. I said, You guys, this is the best chorizo maker in Los Angeles. Yeah. You guys are the LA Times, this is the LA Food Bowl, you guys need him. Mm -hmm. And I talked our way in. And yeah. he, you know, we're setting up for that thing and it was Talk about Hell Week. Like, he had gone on an out-of-town trip for business, came back, catered a private event, did a brewery, did the Porsche event at Brewery West, served 5,000 people burritos with two planches, his brother-in-law, his best friend, his sister's mother, and me working the tent. <laughs> like, I've got pictures of that where it's, mm -hmm. you know, he's making 20 breakfast burritos at once, you know, all day long. And then we turned around um, Monday, that was Sunday, we turned around Monday and opened at the food bowl. And it was seven, like five day event, you know, all day long, wow. you know, at Grand Park in the middle of downtown LA. And he's just, he looked at me, he's like, I'm not doing this alone. You're in this with me. You're in the trenches. <laughs> You're, in the yeah. trenches. You're in this now. Yeah. And so after that, we got serious and I said, this is it. I want to be a partner. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then we at that time i was already having production issues a lot of them we were uh, outgrowing delray were you still borrowing the mm -hmm. i was still borrowing delray deli mm -hmm. and my house was still my staging area so we were doing these events and up until may she she was walking up the street from her house over in alma and she calls me out of the blue and she's really excited she's like you you gotta come down to san pedro right now i'm like i'm in the middle of like an event right now <laughs> yeah. she's like you don't understand you gotta come down here right now I found the kitchen you need. And I didn't have any money. All this all this making chorizo, selling chorizo, getting mm -hmm. out there, people calling me, all the money was going back into the chorizo making. Mm -hmm. Like this was like strictly, you were going yep. to go for it, right? So I go over there, on the, on the way over here, I'm like, I don't even know how we're gonna do it. I don't have no money. And Mandy had said, yeah, she's like- Yeah, you have to have a down, you know, a down order, like yeah. first rent, last rent, right? And Mandy had said, she's like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out, get down here, and we'll talk about it. And I walk, you know, I get to Alma, and I walk into the kitchen and I'm like, this is it. This is exactly what we need. Wow. Right, so. It was the old Zena pizza. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So we walk in there, the owner was there. He was showing us this, he opened the door. He's like, yeah, hey, just come talk to me. Okay, cool. So he opens it, we go in there and we look at it. I'm like, this is it. No more food. We're not gonna do food. Because my vision was still wholesale. Like mm -hmm. that's always been the goal. The goal is to be in every supermarket in California, then expand throughout the nation. That's that's my goal, right? And so I could see it. I could finally visualize exactly how it was gonna go down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is it, Mandy. We don't. We pull out. We'll finish off our events, but we will stop selling food and then just focus on wholesale. Because the wholesale at that time, my wholesale was so busy that it was like, if I, if we kept pushing on that side, we would have probably been in a lot more restaurants right now mm -hmm. a whole lot of more restaurants mm -hmm. right so we, mandy's like okay we're talking to the guy and he's like well um how, what's the lease like he's like whatever you want i'm like what do you mean <laughs> you know the well, price that. was good you know yeah. the price was good he goes, what kind of lease do you want what kind of you know what kind yeah. of years yeah and i'm like five-year lease and then mandy's like how about a 10-year lease and he's like sure no problem that easy. Signed the lease that day. Gave him, gave him a deposit, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, him a check on the spot. We had a shop. Yeah. That's amazing. We had a shop, mm -hmm. and then and you officially opened when? July. July first. No. July fourth. July fourth. It was. I think it was. No. It was. Um. Yeah. It was after the July fourth weekend. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like July fourteenth or something. So around that time. Yeah. We move in. Well, I take all my stuff. Is, wait, this is 2017? Yeah. yeah 2017, 2017, right? Yeah, now okay. we're in 2017. Yeah. And now we move in, we get all my stuff back here, and we start clearing the shop, taking things that I don't need, taking them out, putting everything. Mm -hmm. 
and then we uh, I get I started to get sick and tired and you know and I was like okay I can't do one more event I just physically couldn't do it I told her I'm like you're gonna get really angry people at you <laughs> and very angry people at me but pull out of everything uh-huh. like everything I don't want to have nothing to do with it we had a big event in Santa Monica they were very upset with me and they said that they said something to the fact that don't you are you know you're being considerate I'm like right you come and do what I do and then tell me if I'm considerate mm-hmm. you know I put it because they put a lot of money into it or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, my, my business is on the line. Basically. Yeah, the last yeah. event we did, and we actually closed the show. We were already open, and we closed the shop early that weekend as we did the ultimate event. The um, yeah. LA meets, uh, Napa meets that. LA, and Napa meets Orange County. Oh, yeah, wow. that's but the that, that was before that, though. And that was a big fundraiser for hospitals, so we didn't want to pull out of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. and so we pulled out. And in May, we start working on wholesale, just wholesaling. Mm-hmm. But the month of June... Mandy and I were working together, and uh, we started getting knocks, a lot of knocks. Hey, we're here to get a knock on a burrito. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when are you guys opening? Yeah, when yeah, are you when, opening? When's the restaurant open? We yeah. want a taco. And they were coming from L.A. L.A., Pasadena, got a couple people from Santa Barbara that heard that we weren't over there. So they just went straight to the shop. How did they get the number or the, 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 address? the address? Who knows? Because we only posted that we were not doing it, and we're going to be working at the San Pedro, you know, the wholesale. And so they were coming. That's crazy. That's they were so coming. Funny. They were coming. And so at the end of the month, she's you like, you know, <laughs> you got you got to open. You got to open with that one taco, with that one burrito. You created uh, like zombie loyalty. Yeah, yeah. So for they, sure. They, for they sure. Think about it. We opened that place with. I mean, we really didn't have a staff. We had a guy that was. He wasn't. You know, our head chef Martin wasn't. You know, on board yet. He was just helping us out, waiting yeah. to hear from another job. Yeah. And we opened. We were. The first weekend it was 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah. and just the three of us. Yeah. It's like we're crazy. Yeah. I think back, it's like what were we thinking? Yeah. But we did. We, don't even, we didn't even have the equipment that we had to cook. Yeah. We were working with one burner and a plancha this narrow, like a. And then we had the pizza plancha. oven in there, and like the burning oven. inferno. Yeah. <laughs> did you use the pizza? Oven? No, just to cook chorizo. Yeah. But nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and funny story is, Martin was at the last event I did in L.A. I ran into him with Victor. Mm-hmm. They were both they're both chefs. They were still working for somebody else, but they worked for the Federal Bars. And Martin to this day remembers. He's like, I remember when you walked into Long Beach and you you gave us samples and told us you're gonna be back with a hundred pounds of a chorizo that the executive chef had ordered. And we thought this guy's crazy. Who is this guy? You know. And he still tells customers that story. So they're the guys that are that you the work manager with that yeah. manages the shop when I we're not there or when I'm there because usually I'm working on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Martin was a chef over at the fur bar, and I used to sell trees with him. That's and then awesome. so I met him at the event again. I'm like, Martin, what's up? I haven't seen you at the fed. And he's like, Oh, I don't work there no more. He's like, I help out, uh, you know, chicas tacos with Victor and this and that. I'm like, Yo. Are you looking for a job? Because around that time, we were getting ready to, we were already getting ready to open this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I could, could use a really good chef, like somebody to manage the shop. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we'll see. What do you, you know, tell me what you're offering first. And Martin's very quiet, very, you know. And I, cause I, I told him, okay, come to the shop this day. Come and talk to us and, and see what we can do. At the time, he was going to work for USC? Well, he was he he was up for a position. He was waiting to hear back. And I was, and, you know, and it was like, well, just come work with us, you know, while you're waiting, you're in transition, you know, you, you know, it was the first time he'd really not been working in a really long time. So he was kind of enjoying, yeah. you know, spending time with his son and not working. But, right, you know, right. fortunately, we were somehow able to talk him into, you know, working for us. And, yeah. And he's been on board, like 100%. Yeah. He gives us ideas. We ask him, "Are you happy? What do you think we could do better?" And they're like, "Nah, man." He's like, "You're," he's he says, "He's like, you should be the mayor of San Pedro because you know everybody's <laughs> dog, everybody's kid, yeah. everybody, you know, everybody that's anybody. Yeah. He's like, and that's what everybody likes. Mm-hmm. The shop is like." A friendly place. And, like, cool. Yeah, and he's on Team Chori. You know, we've got the yeah. Chori Man. We call me Chori Mandy, and now we've got Chori Martini. Yeah, Martini. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, Martini. So, is that your Instagram handle? Yeah, yeah, Chori yeah. Mandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, and then the, you know we opened the shop, but it didn't get. It wasn't good. That when we opened, it was bare bones, uh-huh. right? And this is what happened. The first week we opened, it's dead. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. 
All right. And then Farley came. And then Farley Elliot comes in the door, and he's like, the same guy who wrote about yeah, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he had caught wind that I had a location, and he's like, is this true? Have Have you not told me about this? I'm like, I haven't, Farley, but we are, and we're gonna be opening this day. He's like, great. He came he's opening weekend. Big supporter. He's been following me from the start. Mm-hmm. And he comes in opening weekend. Ever since that first deal in the park. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And uh-huh. he comes in and he orders something, takes a picture. He's like, I wish you well. I hope I can make something happen for you, you know, with my followers. I'm like, dude, I really appreciate you just giving us the opportunity to yeah. try the food again. Because he hadn't tried it in a while. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. He's like, it won't change if you don't change it. And when he originally um, met you, met up with you in the park, you sold chorizo just, just chorizo. like packaged chorizo. Packaged chorizo. He didn't try your food, no, no. like your tacos. Not yet, no. Yeah. And so... He tried it and he was like, oh, it's pretty good. Hopefully it works out. And that was that weekend, right? But the following weekend. Yeah, he posts an article about us. Yeah. We had lines out. We had lines out the door. door. That is awesome. All day. And at the time, we only had, like I was telling you, a burner, Mm -hmm. a two stove burner, and a plancha that was like, or a griddle that was like maybe 12 inches. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have a four or five foot plancha with six burners, you Mm -hmm. know? And uh, looking back, Martin tells me, he's like, dude, what were we thinking? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what were we thinking? I was like, I, I think that's know. a good thing. When you yeah. look back and you're like, wow. We were crazy. Yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. most successful people are. Yeah. 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 I think if, if, if you don't have those, what were we thinking moments, you're not doing something right. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that happened, right? So then we expected, oh, steady business, right? Mm. No. It, it was dead. just that one. Yeah. It was dead. It was that one weekend, maybe the following weekend, but then it was dead, like dead. Mm-hmm. I would sit there for hours on that. You two, yeah. Martina and I, all we three cleaned of us so much that we were like, what else do we clean? There's <laughs> nothing to clean. We would just sit there for a while until one customer would come in. And then uh, we take break in December. We take break in December, my first vac- you know, break, vacation, two weeks. And in how many years? <laughs> yeah, since I started like the business. Six, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and uh, I'm thinking, well, I don't know. I was telling Mandy, I was like, if this doesn't work out with the shop, I'm okay closing and just going back to wholesale. And if we have to, you know, we could do tents for a little bit more until it catches on or whatever. And uh, Yeah, I always have a plan B in my head, and I know he does too. And yeah. uh, so we come back. As we're coming back, we find out that we were in two articles, right? Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was the first appearance in... Um, Los Angeles Magazine. Yeah. There was like a little little snippet about the Green Breakfast Burrito. Yeah. And there was this really big bio piece in Thrillist that came out. Yeah. But Thrillist and then the LA Magazine. And we came back. That was it. And that was it. We were, we've off. been busy ever since. We've wow. been busy ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'd then love to hear that. Yeah. Gina Silva walked in our door one, one day, one thir- one. Yeah. Thursday morning and it's like you know and she gave us her card and said okay I'm gonna come back next Thursday prepare to be busy yeah, we were. that good day LA spot has aired all over the country we've yeah. had people f- come in and say we just landed at LAX this is our first stop we planned our vacation around people you guys from New York we're calling can you ship can you ship no. yeah well see that's the coolest thing about like social media and Instagram and everything like that. Like we're really creating food, um, like experiences and destinations. Right. Yeah. Did you listen to the um, foodie episode by any chance? Yeah. yeah? So that's what we talk about. Yeah. Like he plans his whole trip, you know, mm-hmm. uh, around the food spots, right. you know? And, and he, he says like the underground, the more underground. Like and the LA is having a food moment right oh, yeah. now of epic proportions. Uh-huh. And to just be part of that, mm-hmm. it's such an honor. I mean, yeah. not only is the Chori Man enjoying success but our our partners are like sonora town has been featured in the new york times Um, they're part of the what best 100 restaurants in los angeles you know people around the world know about our customers and to be part of their success and see all of us rise together Mm -hmm. is just the community aspect of it is one of the greatest things ever that is that's awesome and can i say that like as a San Pedrin, I'm like deeply honored that you set up shop here. Oh, you know, because like Thank we have you. like a famous, yeah. you know, yeah. famous, infamous, yeah. maybe, uh, chorizo Thank maker. You. And they, Appreciate so Thank how you. have you been liking Pedro since you've been um, here? Even when I was coming, when I started coming in 2015, I would drive the neighborhoods on the way out or mm-hmm. when I was coming in, I would drive up and down the neighborhoods and I'm like, oh, this is a pretty cool place. You know, I'd scout around and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And now that we're here, uh, you know, I gotta say, it's, you know, it's been very awesome, you know, the whole experience of not just open having a business, a successful business, uh, it, 
on top of that, being in a neighborhood that is really taking us in, you know, that's what's cool. You we know, are people, fabric of the community. We're part yeah, of it now. Yeah, for sure. You know, people see me cleaning the gutters outside the shop, around mm -hmm. the corners and stuff like that, and they'll genuinely stop and want to help. They're like, yo, you shouldn't be doing that by yourself. Let me help. I'm like, cool. <laughs> that's but, awesome. You people know, make food and bring us food? Yeah, they bring us yeah. food. They'll cook stuff with our trees, and they'll bring us <gasps> stuff, and they're like, yo, try this. Yeah. See what you that's got to be the best karma. Yeah. yeah. We see people's kids every weekend. Yeah. You know, we get to know everybody's names, I, we know their I dogs. Mean, I had first tried my first tacos when you were at the brewery. Yeah. So that's when I first got introduced, but mm -hmm. I didn't really go to the brewery that much. Mm -hmm. um, and then I took one of um, Angela Romero's tours, mm -hmm. and so she set it up so we went to your shop. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're right here, you know? Yeah. Angela's awesome. I met her at Crafted. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She. I remember eating yeah burritos yeah. with her at Crafted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. The community is really taking us in. Um, even people that don't even eat our food, but they come in to say hi. Mm -hmm. And it's cool. I, I like it. I enjoy it. I like talking to people, you know, that they even just say hi. And they're genuinely concerned. They're like, you know, how are you doing over there? You know, a lot of business owners that we know now, Angela, um, Siren's Coffee House. Oh, yeah. Yolanda. Yolanda. Mm -hmm. You know, she's been very supportive, you know, a very cool, cool person to know. That's when I had, yeah, the soy rizzo and, yeah. um, and the maple. Habanero. Oh, maple habanero. That's a top maple seller. Habanero. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. That is my favorite burrito right now. We love that she carries our product because everybody's like so stoked. My husband stoked. loves it too. It is good. Yeah. 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 Because when, you know, when you're open, it's not always easy for us to go, I work full time during the week yeah. and then on the weekend. Is yeah. like for catching up on everything else, right. you know. Right. So we don't ever get. I, and that's kind of the reason why I started the podcast. I feel like I'm having FOMO on my own community. Yeah. I don't feel like I get a right. experience. And it. now you're the center of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like get to know my community yeah. and like share it with everyone, but. But recording at Sirens, I was able to have a like yeah. burrito almost every weekend. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why um, San Pedro is so great. You know, I mean, it's a small town in the middle of a gigantic city. Yeah. You know, and we can all rally around and support each other. Also, and, it's it's um it's up and coming. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah, we I've, we I see a lot of change coming. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot of new faces, mm -hmm. a lot of people inquiring, and like yeah. you know, so yeah, we meet a lot of people that are that come in and find us because they're shopping around for houses in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's the thing, and that's what we talk about in the episodes. It's like you know, this is this is one of the last kind of affordable beach towns in LA. Yeah. Everywhere else is expensive. Yeah. So I I feel like your business is only gonna get bigger. Yeah, we're confident that it's gonna get busy and. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people, they're, they're concerned and business owners concerned is like, how are you doing on that corner? You know, I mean, there's no parking. Everybody, from what we hear, a lot of the businesses that have been there, been a lot of them, they don't stay too long. I'm like, yo, we signed a 10 year lease. We're here to stay no matter oh, what, yeah. you know? And, and it makes the, our customers in the community be like, oh, this guy, they're gonna stay. You know, they're, they're actually doing something. And they ask us, they come in, have you been busy? How's it? I'm like, oh, we're staying so slammed, we can't even keep up. Yeah, you know? that's so. awesome. That's so good to hear. Because well, even I thought, like, well, they're in the neighborhood. I don't know how. how yeah, no, we well, I think it. too. What's really important too is that we're that we're a multifaceted business. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not just a restaurant in San Pedro. Mm -hmm. uh, 2017 was a groundbreaking year for us too because that's when we began our partnership with our co-packer. Mm -hmm. So, um, in order for us to really grow as a wholesaler, we have to get our production large scale. Yeah. So we brought, um, we, we identified and um, started working with our partner in 2017, about the time I came on board, you know, uh, May, of la May of last year, or two years ago now. Um, and then, you know, worked with them for about a year. And it took them about a year to get from, you know, R&D and Inception and take Umberto's recipe and get it to the level where it was acceptable at that thousand batch level. Mm -hmm. And now we're ordering, I'm placing a thousand pound orders, I think every other week for one of our chorizos. Yeah, yeah we they're making 50 pounds yep. to every couple months to like 4,000 pounds maybe. Yeah, maybe. they're doing, um, they've got two of our flavor profiles now in both pork and chicken mm -hmm. and our restaurant customers are 25 and growing mm -hmm. and we've um, have our deal with Newport Meats which is a Cisco company yeah. to carry our product too and their customer base is growing you know our customer base is growing through them as well mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome so are you are you you must be planning ahead on how you're going to keep up with the growth yeah so one of the things you know at an early stage 
I, I tell even Mandy and I tell a lot of our customers the hardest part for the for the Troy man to get where it's at now was those four and a half years that I started on my own because building the concept building the concept and figuring out what the big companies mm-hmm. were doing mm-hmm. how how is it that they package like that how is it that they manufacture like that and I knew that I wanted to be a wholesaler one day right and so I planned a lot of this. I studied a lot. I read a lot. I, mm-hmm. I asked, I'm a person that asks a lot of questions. Yeah. And I will ask until I get the answer that I'm looking for. And so the goal, planning for that goal has been awesome. And now having co-packers that make my brand, my trees, our trees under our name with our seasonings is uh, epic because that gives us the opportunity to be able to package and be in a retail store like Bonds, Ralphs, uh, Kroger's, Bristol Farms, that's and all awesome. that. And that's, and that's what that's our next goal. goal is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is yeah. so exciting. Yeah. There are co-packers investing in new equipment mm-hmm. to grow with us too. Yeah. They're they're fa- they're a fantastic partner. They see the potential, mm-hmm. and you know they're willing to make the financial investment to grow with us, and yeah. we couldn't be happier. That's yeah. what makes it exciting because they're taking a chance on us. They're taking a big chance, and, and but every time that we go back and order, they're like, when you guys came in here to get the first palette of chorizo we thought oh you know you're gonna sell it in whatever time mm-hmm. and now from the, that year to now they're like oh, we would have never expected the growth that you guys had yeah it's yeah. amazing and I, I think that's a testament to your commitment and your hustle yeah. you are a hustler yeah. that's awesome I never stop yeah. even when I'm resting or you know time my time off mm-hmm. it's part of how I was raised my parents were always working they always instilled into me you know always took take a look at things mm-hmm. don't ever stay in the same area you know watch things or learn things mm-hmm. so even when I'm resting I'm researching mm-hmm. and it may not be researching like in this specific thing mm-hmm. but I'm learning like I want to learn things so that that helps my business because I'm always con- continuously just learning and you have your eyes open for like opportunity all the time yeah exactly. I know all the time even though I can't take that opportunity mm-hmm. I know I see it and I'm like oh that's a good opportunity yeah that's or, good to know yeah mm-hmm. so I have that as it's like a knack I think that I have because I see things that are like we take field trips to supermarkets. You know, yeah. we flew to a meat convention in Chicago and wow. spent Man. pretty yeah. much half the time at the conference and half the time at every single you know Polish deli and you know that sausage so company cool. that we could find. Yeah. Yeah. So we got co-packers over there. They're willing to work with us. You yeah. Know? So it's a lot of uh, a lot of research and you know to develop. Grow. That's so awesome. I like I said, I'm like so excited that you chose Pedro. So I'm assuming you live here now. No, I still live in Culver City. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find a place over here. Uh, hopefully by the end of this year I'll be leave, I'll be a Pedrin. I you need I to was be a, a San Pedrin already. Yeah, <laughs> I tell people I was I believed in I felt like I was a Pedrin even when I was coming in the crafted days because I just felt at home. I grew up in Palmdale up in the desert mm-hmm. and it was just small community, right? Yeah. So I, that's I felt at home when I came down here and I was like, you know, this is a place that I'd love to live with in one day and I think now it's mm-hmm. going to get Yeah, easier. Pedro has like a a small knit community community feel and um, and it just feels yeah it's like such a small world like you go into any place and you see everybody you know or you're oh yeah yeah and it's been really great because a lot of the other business businesses in town have been very helpful you know like Peggy at the corner store has been a really great resource Yolanda Yolanda's been epic Yolanda's the best she's awesome I just Mm -hmm. she I love working with her I love that she carrying our product in her in her coffee shop. I can't wait till she opens. Yeah, yeah we're all excited for the new. <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited, and it's gonna be like right down, like on this corner. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right oh yeah, we saw it. Yeah. It's gonna be like two, yeah, two stores over. Yeah. So this is gonna be the new block right here. There you oh go. yeah. Yeah, we're super excited. We were also offered a space at the waterfront. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah, so, so when we have to see that. what happens when that Wait goes a down. That's like a second location. Uh, that'll probably our, be our third because I'm all, we're already scouting. We're already talking about a second location. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Where? Where? Uh, we don't know yet. Okay. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to keep that one under wraps. We're kind of okay. looking yeah. a little... Yeah, I think, I think what we've learned and what we bring to the table business-wise mm-hmm. um, is... Because we've put, we just happen to be at this little residential corner with no foot traffic, the fact that we can be as successful as we are where we are mm-hmm. demonstrates that we have a winning idea. Yeah. And we'd like to see that winning idea come to fruition, like maybe in a college town or a beach community mm-hmm. or someplace yeah. that has the traffic 
you know, to really get exactly, the word out yeah. on the Chori Man. And you know, it's funny because, you know, we're only open four days a week. I know. And just a couple months ago, there was a gentleman that kind of came in and he's like, are you the owner? I'm like, yeah, I'm one of them. I'm the Chori Man, you know, and he just laughed. He's like, yeah, because we follow you uh, on social media, but we, I work in a, one of the tallest or biggest hotels in LA and we're we send we've been all the management has been coming here to try your food mm -hmm. and we drive either from over there or we live in the surrounding neighborhood to come and try your food and then mm -hmm. we go back but he's like you know we send all these people over here because we want them to see how hard you you're working in this little location because it's so impressive that every time we come you have a line out the door and there's nothing. The freeway's not close by. There's nothing that would you would say, oh, we're gonna go to the Troy Man because you know it's near us or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's like, people are coming. They're driving to get here. They're not just around the the local area. I'm yeah. like, no. I you know, seventy percent of our our business, I would say, is all Harbor area. You know, Carson, Gardena, Wilmington, San Pedro, all the surrounding area, Long Beach. But the other steady forty, they're coming from Santa Barbara, Riverside. I had a lady come down wow. from Indio. Uh, Texas, New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We had uh, our um, one of our vendors' daughter um, goes to school in Austin, and she came back and she said everybody in Austin knows about you guys. Yeah, she walked in and she told us that she said we all went over there for vacation. And uh, you guys aren't gonna believe this, but they kept asking me if I've ever tried the tour event because of where she's from. Yeah. yeah. And is it because she said she was from LA, LA. or because she was from LA? Okay. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That's well, incredible. That that makes sense because they probably take meat very seriously. Yeah. yeah. And also Mexican, you know. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're super excited to be in the neighborhood. So New exciting. plans are, you know, we have a lot of plans of of uh, expanding and, and growth. So mm -hmm. we'll, I tell people you'll be seeing us in a supermarket soon. Hopefully. Oh yeah, I believe it. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I've already had like an hour and <laughs> oh my goodness. Like a headache to edit, but I'm going to love it. Awesome. Uh, oh, thank you. So real quick, uh, where can everyone follow you? If for some reason well, our, our website is thechoryman.com, mm -hmm. uh, both uh, Facebook, Instagram, well, and Twitter, all at the Chory Man. And you can follow Umberto uh, at the Chory Man and me at Chory Mandy on Instagram. Thank you so, so yeah. much. Um, Umberto, thank pleasure. you for being here. I'm pleasure. so glad you guys thank were you able to take this last minute spot. Mandy, thank you for being here. My I pleasure. feel like we're going to have to do an episode on, on your own. I really want to hear about your cheese. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, just the Pedro background, too. That's sure. awesome. Um, yeah. Well, I anticipate that I will have you back as soon as you get your locations up and running. Awesome. I'm so excited for you guys. I wish you all the success. In the thank world. you so thank much. Thank you, and appreciate thank you very much for having us here. We appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Cryptospace, San Pedro's one and only local cryptocurrency lounge. Learn more at CryptospaceUS.com. Anyway, I really hope that you guys enjoyed that episode. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode as I will be having another candidate for honorary mayor. Um, if you like this episode, please give us a rating on iTunes and don't forget to leave us a review. Anyways, have a great one. Enjoy your weekend.